Thank you for clicking on episode 122 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is a special episode as producer Matt and Logan Tyler had to hold things down in the studio while Jimmy Lewis had to call in via Zoom from a secret location and he had Ricky Brayback, Andrew Short, and Johnny Campbell join in on the call. Together, the five of us were able to answer a lot of questions that were sent in to us via the email and from the chat, one of which was trying to solve a coolant issue in a Honda 450X. This episode also features a very special announcement regarding Rooster Endo. Taco Moto is now offering $100 gift certificates to the winner of each episode of Rooster Endo. So if you are interested in submitting your bike, go ahead and email it to matt at jimmylewisoffroad.com or comment it on any of our Facebook posts. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors who make this show possible. Yamaha, Climb, Scott Sports, DDC, Trail Tech, Taco Moto, and Bulletproof Designs. Without these guys, this show wouldn't be possible, so go ahead and please show them some support. Now, enjoy the show. All right. Live from Pahrump, Nevada, episode 122 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. What do we talk about here, Logan? Motorcycles and motorcycle-related products. That's right. This is my co-host, Logan Tyler, and our other co-host coming to us from... Where the hell are you coming from, Jimmy? Secret location. Secret location. Secret Got location. It. Actually, my motorhome. Where I'm in my motorhome. Oh, okay. They finally uh, reel you back to the secret base at Area 51? Because... Um, maybe I, you know, this could happen. Like you could lock me out of my own office and house. And then I just have to go in my motorhome, like kind of like what my wife does sometimes. Right. We're not not there yet, but I am, I am someplace different and a little bit remote. Okay. Okay. I hear, I hear there might be some uh, other guests joining you tonight. I found possibly some guests if they can make it out of the motorhome that they're in and come over to this motorhome. Their motorhome's nicer. Okay. Um, it has heat. It has heat and uh-huh. a, a generator running and all the all the other stuff. And I think it, this one's more stable in the wind. We're going through a pretty severe windstorm right now. So okay. Um, good good times. Hey, I, I want to thank all of our uh, our sponsors of this show. And in, in in relation to sponsors, we got some big news. Uh, big news for the viewers of this show. So this is why you got to tune in early. Because uh, then I'll tell you there's big news, and then you have to wait the whole damn time to figure out what it is. But it has something to do with Rooster Ando, and there might be a really good sponsor that's come in that's going to reward the viewers for Rooster Ando. So um, stay tuned for that one. You could yeah. win. Big so news. I'd like to thank uh, Yamaha, uh, Blue Crew, um, Scott Sports. And we're going to see how I don't know how to. Take a goggle lens out. Thank you, Andrew Short. Um, climb. I wore. What did I wear today? I wore matching gear. It was strange. My gear matched today. Well, kind of. At least my boots matched my pants. So my CD boots matched my climb pants, which matched some other stuff. So that was good. I was wearing the Dakar pants today, which were perfect because started out cold, got warm. I just zipped down. All good. DDC sprockets. Um, DC is the lightweight stainless steel everlasting sprockets, I like to say. Trail Tech, I used Voyager Pro today. Uh, I was getting some track logs for some new stuff that we're doing, which is really good. Taco Moto, this may be our new sponsor. It is our new sponsor. They're sponsoring Rooster Endo. They've got the next few episodes, and uh, we'll let you in on it when we get there. 
And of course, I like designs. Oh, I'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah. You like how so, what? I like, I like how you said, we got a special announcement. I'm going to make you wait. And then you just sort of gave it away there. But I didn't give it away. Nobody knows what it really is. Okay. Okay. I, I, I kind of thought I gave it away. What about you, Logan? I don't know what it is, but I think I know what it is. Okay. Oh, that's right. I didn't feel Logan in, so he no. doesn't know what it is. He's learning like the, oh, the rest he of doesn't the chat. Know what it is. Logan, what, what is it? Does Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, I mean, Taco Moto give you a free or some kind of... That's enough. Okay. Uh, zip it. <laughs> yeah. Zip it. Yeah. You, 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 so you, you got inside info. You're paying oh. attention. That's strange. Yeah. It, it's strange that he does actually know what's going on in the show sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you, Matt, you told me specifically that he could run the show. He can run the show. I don't know if he has the confidence, but I know he can do it. I know Logan okay. is capable of running this show. Logan, keep, keep, keep submitting those proposals on how you can take over. Um, I, I'll take them. I actually, I got some resumes this week, by the way. I did, I did get some resumes. I haven't had time to, to uh, review them. But uh, anyways, we're going to talk about motorcycles and motorcycle-related products. Uh, I will have some special guests uh, come in here. Like, what are they watching? TV over there? The other one? Oh. We don't know. It's a secret over here. Uh, but uh, I guess we're going to go right into the uh, chat questions. Do we have any chat questions we got going on? The, the roulette of the chat? There was one that came up pretty pretty quickly. Oh, I maxed it. Hold on. I'm cutting Logan's head off with, with you. I got to move you. I got to move you, Jimmy. There we go. Finn825 says, that Stark bike looks unreal. Crazy. We are going to talk about the Stark. What was it called? The Stark Burr? Um, I Stark actually saw the, the name of it here. I, I had, because of all this, I had to go watch the video. And I tell you what, I'm, uh, I've seen videos like this before. And they're Stark Barg. It's called the Barg. Yeah. Which is Swedish for, uh, for wolf, by the way. So it's yeah, the like wolf. some kind of special wolf though, like strong wolf or what was it? The electric uh, wolf. This, their, their marketing stuff is basically saying that this is, this thing walks on water. Actually they do. No, they don't say it walks on water. They say you can ride it underwater to a certain depth. So we'll just oh, start really? with that. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there until I get to a little bit farther uh, question there. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I, it reminds me a little of the way that Cannondale went about kind of introducing their bike at the time. It was, it was a little bit different, but some of the same stuff where I, 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 I kind of wish that they kind of wound down the spring a little bit because until we ride it, until we see it, you can say anything you want. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna believe it, but some of the claims are a little bit out there, but some of the stuff on it, is nice it's mm -hmm. it's good but um it looked they had too just a little bit too much of a polish on it for me personally okay so what about it reminds you of the cannondale launch oh it's they're gonna revolutionize everything it's the most powerful it's the they didn't say lightest weight because they they claim 242 pounds which isn't lightweight uh, but they claimed right. range of a current motocross bike more power by what thirty percent? Yeah. yeah, the power to rate ratio with it. Some of the some of the stuff they were talking was um, lofty. We'll just call it lofty. And and unfortunately, um, 
you know, I, I read some stuff quickly about like how they said how long it was going to take to charge and how you're going to be able to charge it. And it, it doesn't compute. Knowing what I know, knowing what my experience has been with, with electric bikes. And I would say the, the most high performance one that I ever rode was the Alta. Mm-hmm. And right before they, you know, right before they went under. So it was the latest version of the Alta. And I don't think that this much has changed in the, in the three years it's been since that is in some of the, the technology to get this thing, you know, where it's going to be the most powerful motocross bike ever produced. So, right. Cause I, Oh, goes. sorry. Yeah. Cause I, I had saw 80 horsepower. They were toting that, but yep. what I thought was interesting was they're also claiming that you could set it to a 125, uh, all the way up to a 650. Yeah. And this, so. this, this is, can be done. There's no problem to, to be able to tune a motor. And when they started talking about the app, and it, it, it literally comes with a phone if you put a SIM card in it, and the mm-hmm. phone controls everything about the motorcycle. This is where electric should go and needs to go. But, you know, when you start talking about how quickly it can charge, how much power it can make, how long it lasts, mm-hmm. uh, there's some finite stuff um, in there that I don't know that we, uh, I don't know that we've, um, I don't know, I don't know if we're ready for this yet. I don't, yeah, I don't we know have the solutions. Well, yeah, the- $11,000 they're talking for the price, um, or is 11 or 12,000 bucks for the price, uh, claimed availability September of 22. So all I know is what I saw in the video and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, that's what, that's what they say. Right. The the claim I had the biggest question on was I was a little unsure how they're going to get the bike to continue to perform as if it had a full battery, even when the battery starts to die. That's my biggest question is how they're claiming that. Because I thought I saw something about they're using new air cooling techniques to try and get that to, to do it. But to me, is if is the battery, as it starts to drain it, I don't know how it's going to keep providing the same power as if it were at full charge when it starts to die. Yeah, and this is this is the this is the ordinary common problems. I mean, you see the high performance electric cars are getting way better, but the thing that the car has is it has a lot of space to have a lot of battery capacity, and they they have a lot of very ingenious ways to cool it. Cars also have regen uh, built in, mm-hmm. um, so I don't I didn't see anything in there. They really didn't talk about regen from what I could see. I just don't. See that, you know, as a, as a, as you know, it's, it, it, it's more weight. It's more complexity. Maybe right. it does have something like this, but it's gonna, it's, I, they're talking about in my world technology is three to five years out and they're saying they're going to have it available in September. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm sure there'll be more information released and, you know, in it, 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 it was a very well polished piece and right. it, it, they said all of the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what uh are you trying to give me that studio lighting here yeah you look good now yeah you got andrew short over here uh, giving me stu- studio lighting it says i oh. look better Pro- producer andrew yeah could be hey, there's a, there's a- for- actually andrew was wondering andrew's wondering like something like he was talking about something maybe you need a podcast andrew no all you do is you just go to a mexican restaurant Order some tequila and set up a camera. Just that's how this starts. And talk to Janie. And talk to Janie. Well, she usually yells at her customers, tells them to shut up, but it, it distracts from the show. But good show. Thank you to Romero's Mexican food. Um, t- 
Taco Tuesday, the Taco Tuesday portion of uh, this show was from there. So, right. Right. Any other questions pop up in our uh, chat there, guys? You want to check uh, yeah. Chuck Logan? Because I saw another one. Back to the electric bikes, because I'm actually kind of excited. I can see electric bikes being a good thing, whereas I know most people in the industry would probably want to, you know, they, they, they would condemn me for saying that. But no, I, I, I think, I mean, there's, there's, there's just like people hate four strokes. Four strokes mm-hmm. suck. You know, I know four strokes and they're all about two strokes. And then what is everybody riding? And, you know, what, what do you see with, with, you know, two stroke versus four stroke? It's like, yeah, there's people that just like them. And then, you know, so it's the same thing. It'll, it'll be electric. It will be another thing. It's coming. It's going to evolve. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it, we'll see how it happens. Right. Right. Cool. Logan, you got the next question? Yeah. Who's that guy? How is which guy? That's the guy's name. Oh, who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but it's okay. How upgradable is the suspension on a CRF 300L? How what? Credible. Upgradable. Upgradable or credible? Upgradable. Like should should you should you buy a three hundred L and instantly send like and then can you uh, upgrade it yourself or do you have to send it to one of the suspension shops and pay thousands of dollars? I haven't I haven't personally seen or ridden one of those bikes, so I don't I don't know. So it's it's a it, it's they're very simple basic suspension components, and I don't know if the shock is rebuildable on that particular bike. So I'd have to I have to see one. Uh, you know, some of those, some of those, um, play bikes, family bikes, the shocks are welded shut. And I know from, uh, my CRF 230, I actually, you're able to take it apart, but there's no way to recharge it. So you actually have to drill a hole and thread in a Schrader valve in the top of the, in the top of the, uh, the shock body to be able to recharge it with nitrogen when you're, when you've taken it apart. And it's difficult to take apart because it wants to explode. So, because I think they, I don't even know, I don't even know how they, I think there's a rubber, there's like a rubber, they kind of like a KTM shock in some ways. They actually pierce through a rubber thing to charge it up. And then that's a one-time use only thing. But um, and there, there's companies that will do all kinds of different things for those bikes. And there are different shocks available and... The front forks are very easy to add things. Uh, if it's not a cartridge fork, there's cartridge emulators that you can, you can buy. And of course, different springs. And it's not a high performance bike. So sometimes just adding some springs would make a big difference depending on, you know, what you're trying to get out of it. So hopefully that, uh, that answers your question. Anything more specific, uh, let me know, but I'm not an expert on that bike. I did spend some time on the 250L, but I don't know a whole bunch about the 300. Finn825. I want to get a recluse auto clutch on my 450X. Should I get the Radius X or CX? On the Honda 450X. Mm-hmm. So every step up makes a pretty significant difference. Uh, and we, if you read the test we did on our it was like a long-term modifications on a 2019 CR450X. And it applies to the RX because it's a very similar clutch. We kind of go into detail talking about the, the improvements. And it just, 
it just seems like, and we, we, we left it as, as a manual clutch for a long time and, and kind of did the different steps. And with, I'm trying to recall the, the, I have to, I have to go back and read it because I don't remember specifically. I think between those two, there's an extra level of adjustment that you get when you go to the CX or it goes to the, or maybe it goes to having more, more clutch plates. So like I said, I have to, I, I don't remember all these things specifically. That's why I write them down. So read that and that will answer your question uh, for sure. But like anything, you know, you spend more money and you get something a little bit better. And in this case, it really does um, make a difference. And it's, and if you, if you got the extra 200, I think two to $300 more, it's two to $300 more clutch performance when you upgrade like this. Uh, so just because I don't want Logan to use this guy's language there, there is someone in the chat who's saying, don't get a recluse. Why the fuck does a guy need a recluse anyway? <laughs> oh, you didn't want Logan to use the language, but you're willing to, you know, is, where is yeah. Jimmy in the room there? Jimmy the is in the room. He's, he's actually, he's actually, you know how I normally sit in my little corner and I have one headphone on to make sure the audio synced up and everything. Right. That's what Jimmy's doing tonight. Is, is Bob there? Bob is not here. He is Bob's not there. MIA. We don't know where he is. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get lost uh, on the way. So maybe he, th- maybe he thought he needed to go pick up pizza and he's still waiting for it. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, thanks for protecting Logan's ears from those horrible cuss words. <laughs> I, 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 I do on occasion try not to use them, but um, okay. Like I'm just going to go out there on a limb and I'm going to just guess that what did he, what did he say? Don't use the, don't use the, the word again. He, he said, why do you want a recluse anyways? Yes. Why do you want a recluse? What when and did he did he say something about the guy's riding ability or No, no, he yes, just no. said why why do you why do you need one? And why do, he did why apologize do you, for the language, but he also said he's just a hater of the recluse. Right, okay. Um I'm the same way. And I don't like it. I run a recluse, but I run the torque community. Welcome to the show. Monster Energy Factory Yamaha Rally Racing's Andrew Short. I was sitting over on the side over there. He was doing the lighting here. Um, yeah, he went from producer to being a, a guest. So, so do you do you guys on your factory rally bike? Do you have is it recluse parts in the clutch? Yeah, yeah. But you run a standard regular clutch. Yeah. Okay. Torque drive. Torque drive. But there's two different types of torque drive. How's this that? Where I get confused. I don't know. I ordered a torque drive clutch for my. Um, my motocross bike because my stock basket was getting all notchy. Right. So I got nice ones, but it has different uh, amount of plates. It's not like the standard clutch. So there's, I think there's, there's torque drive manual. Yeah. And then there's, there's torque drive. Like you can add torque drive, like to the other, to the other. They're, and they make so many different there's styles. Lots of different parts and things. So I think with certain ones, you like you said, the plates get thinner and you get more plates. This is what I have now. Right, it's awesome. So if you're a if you're a, a, a really super awesome rider that's far superior to everybody else, then you don't need uh, you don't need the auto clutch. But if you're like me, uh, then you prefer the the auto clutch because it elevates you up like a whole skill level. This happened. 
I promise you, you take somebody that's, that's struggling, they're stalling all the time in the trailer or doing things, you put them on a recluse, and all of a sudden they're able to ride over things they ordinarily wouldn't. And that, that happens with me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a auto clutch guy. So I, I think, I don't know, I'll challenge that guy to a race. How's that? Sounds good. You should do that. You should definitely yeah, do that. But, like, but, but, the, but, the, but the guy, the guy who asked about the recluse, he's okay. He can go riding with me. Uh, the other guy we have to race first. Are you, are you going to break out the 570, which does not have, does not have the recluse? No, no. My, my 570, that's like literally, I don't go anywhere without a 570, by the way. I'm, I'm less than 20 feet from a 570 right now. And mm-hmm. the one that's in here has a recluse. It has the old, it has the old, the, 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 the ball bearings one. It's the, it's called, see, here's the name. We don't know the name of it. It's called the, not the EXP. It's Isn't called it the uh, core. No, no cause I think this is what came on my Hooserberg when I, when I first bought it. Yeah. It's it like the, the first version of it. It's called the, it's called the, uh, my wife had the EXP or whatever. And this was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so there's 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 all different all different kinds, yeah. and your wife's a better rider than you. <laughs> you ask her. Yeah, I know. I've talked to, we've talked about it. I don't so, like them because when you're going down the hill, it just they're free wheels. No, that's because you don't have it set. You let me set up your recluse, and it drags all the time. It never it. You then it's gonna it. not accelerate. I feel like if you have a Hooser five seventy, well, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Anyway, so yeah, we can have recluse clutch talk later. That guy, um, less less bad words because we got kids watching. But we have kids you on the can show. Say shit if you do. Right. <laughs> uh, Todd Kelly did say that. Was it the Z Start Pro? Is that what we're talking about? Z Start Pro. That's it. That's the one. It's okay. those had the smooth. They had the smoothest engagement, but the lever activation. You, you might as well just take the clutch lever off, which, which is what they. We're encouraging you to do at the time. They wanted you to take your clutch lever off and put a brake lever up there. So you're like riding a mountain bike. But I never did that. I still every once in a while I'll still use the I'll still use the clutch to, to, to basically to disengage it. It's funny to me how recluse is just known for the auto clutch. Like you say recluse and people just automatically assume this, but they make so many different versions and all yeah. this stuff super high quality. And I'm a big fan of Yeah. I mean they they I I've I never Taken like I've never put recluse clutch parts in a bike that didn't improve the performance, at least mm-hmm. with stuff that was for sale. I tested some stuff of theirs that was not ready for prime time, and that was the reason I was testing it. But when we tested, we complained about things or said, "Hey, this needs to be adjusted or fixed," and it it got better. So the stuff that they're selling is is good all all across the line. Right, they're uh, good quality products. Okay. They used to advertise on the show. I know. We need another, we need another clutch sponsor. We do. <laughs> what about Henson? I have a Henson on one of my bikes. Yeah. I know some people at Henson. We should call them, Matt. Yeah. Hey, get get, get, get give me a point of contact and I'll be on it. <laughs> well, I'll put Logan on it, actually, since he's, he's, he's right for my job. The I've junior made- ad executive. Yes. 100%. Pays 15%. <laughs> More okay. or less. Do you, do you know? Do you have percentages down? Oh there? well, <laughs> kind of. Okay. What's 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 ten percent of one hundred then? Uh, ninety. No, 
Ten percent. That's point ten or point one. It's ten. Oh. I'll teach you. I'll teach you a trick. We'll do math. Okay, we have math lessons this, after the show. Is, this is a math taco Tuesday. Let's let's well, talk about the dirt bike shit. Let's go. Well, Next question. Just, I'm just trying to put my touch to it. Glenn, <laughs> G Day from Australia. How does Good day. The- mate? Beta RRZF suspension stack up against the WP Explorer on KTM's. Let's sit down, bro. Uh, one, one more time. How does the Beta RRZF suspension stack up against WP Explorer on KTM's? Um, if you just want me to make a blanket statement, I'll say it's not as good. It's it's like a it's like a little bit it's a little bit down below, but that doesn't mean that it's that it's like bad. Like a lot of people just say it's it's bad. It takes it takes a little bit more break in. Um and the adjusters aren't as sensitive, let's say, but um it's it's good. I mean it's it's not bad that in a while back the betas when this this when it was the sack shock used to have problems with baiting. And that seems like it's kind of gone. Yeah, can you hear that hissing in here? Very not friendly. really. Very, very, very friendly. Friendly. I can't hear it all that much. Yeah, the weather is. Let's see, we just. I think we pressurized here. Let's see. Oh. Oh, I don't know, man. It's the uh, when you open when you open the door over there. It's, it's the Jimmy Mobile uh, malfunctioning. Yeah, leave it open just a little bit. Just crack. Not all the way up. Well, it's like a fucking. Excuse my French. Yeah, like a fan blower. So how long would you have to break in the beta suspension? So a KTM suspension for me breaks in in about like two hours. And the beta is about four hours. And if you do two clicks on a KTM, how many clicks do you do on a beta compared? Well, two to three. So so if, if, you, if you do two clicks on a KTM, you have to do three on a beta. But it depends on whether you're talking about the shock is more. The, the beta shock takes more clicks. And it's and KYB stuff, or what is it? You can get KYB on the factory editions, but he's talking about the standard ones. Who makes this? Uh, what, what was the name? Sax. What, it's it Sax. used to be Sax, but they're like Z- what's Z- the name Z- of it? Look, huh? ZF Zeta. Yeah, I think it's Sax. I don't know. Not one hundred percent sure. Welcome to the show, Ricky Brayback. What's Jack going on, guys? Window. Just trying to fix the window. Here, move over this way a little bit so you're on this Try to fix your window and tie up some rally bikes out there. Rally bikes are going to get blown away. I know. Okay, next question. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's me. He's only here for Ruth Brando. That's all Ricky's here for. Hey, he he submitted one today, but we don't have enough signal where we're at to send it to you. Okay, next question. Oh, really? Oh, that's our show. Is he watching? He's, he's trying to watch it on the. Such a fan, he's got to be on it and watch it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, because my view shit, my viewership goes up. You know, these people are like, "Did you, did you, did you send it out?" No, on your socials. Then nobody's gonna know you're here. Nobody watches this show. Andrew, Andrew's gonna put it on his, and then we're gonna, no, we're, gonna we're gonna have the best numbers ever. Right. And not, oh, you're gonna take a picture though. Well, it looks so better when thirty-six people are watching this guy spell out. 
words on YouTube. Yeah, there's someone trolling in the chat on our YouTube right now. So that's why I'm trying to get Trevor to see if he can get on the YouTubes and we can get some bands going. Trevor's probably riding in my backyard without even inviting me. (laughs) Really? So we've got trolls. Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. The, the the YouTube chat is going after him. He's like, yeah, he's. Uh, is it, he's is, it a, is it like is it like the robot that was sending us the the robotic guy that was using motorcycle words and sending messages? Maybe. Yeah, we we've so had that here, before, Logan. So while I'm trying to figure this out, why don't you read the questions that we had done before while I try to get this sorted out? Okay, <clears throat> Garrett Carlson. Hey Logan, before you do, before you do that, tell us about a Yamaha uh, four stroke. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the YZ line of four stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit yamahamotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improves for 2022. The YZ 450F and YZ okay. 250F brings the performance of powerful four stroke yeah. engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension oh. settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphic package. Just and like Andrew Short rides. Yes. And you Same can bike. Take, <laughs> and you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha exclusive and industries only free power tuner app. Visit yamahamotorsports.com today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter victory zone. When are you going to have that memorized? That one's way longer than the KTM one. And it's got. It's got a lot of words in it. No distinct like figures to remember. Hey, but the best part about a Yamaha is the app, the fuel tuner app. When's everyone else going to get this? Yeah. No one else has it. No, there's the, the, the Vargas. What's it called? Oh, it's kind of, the ECU is a phone, basically. Yeah, what's the what was that thing called that we were talking about earlier? The too good bike. to be true. The too good to be true electric bike. It has all this too. But yeah, the power tuner app is awesome. I love it. I can I can turn that 450 into a 125, no problem. I got a map. I have a Jeremy Lewis map. Yeah, I don't. Really but think. could you turn a 125 into a 450? We'll probably really no. But just like that. just like the guys at electric bike said, they said something like. It's always nice to have too much power, but it's a problem when you don't have enough, yeah. which is kind of true, but so well, your bikes are straight. Okay, Logan, get back on that question. Iron. Oh, wait. Oh. Do you have any tips oh. for shipping dirt bikes to South America? I am a South Southern, Southern Californian currently in Peru for nine months and plan on overlanding. South America. Countries I plan to travel through are Colombia, Peru, Chile, and Argentina. I have two bikes in California. I would like to bring down for off-road use only. A trail trials bike and a YZ450F. Are they, there are special rules for racing race bikes to cross borders without titles? Or should I get license plates for them? Both bikes are currently untitled but I can get South Dakota license plates. It, it's been a few years since the car with in, was in South America, but any tips would be appreciated. 
Well, since I'm sitting here with a guy who raced a race bike across South America, Ricky, what do you think? Benavidez Motorsports. He had a factory mechanic and factory team managed to get the bikes all the way through the borders. Uh, ride it, dude. Just well, he, I think right on in, ride it from California. Well, and I, I don't know exactly how he's planning to do this. Like he's currently there, but he's got bikes up here. Uh, I'll tell you what. Here's here's what I suggest. There's there's two places where I would go and ask this question. Um, one is there's a form called Horizons Unlimited. Uh, it's a it's a group of like basically world motorcycle travelers, actually world travelers in general. But if you go on there and ask this question, there will be somebody that'll tell you specifically what you need to do, or there's somebody that's tried to do this before. So uh, that'd be one place, or go on uh, adventurerider.com, and same thing. There'll be world traveler form. Or there'll be something in there about shipping, transporting bikes, and they will have a, a much better answer than I could I could ever give you. But uh, I know I know when I've raced down there before. You if you imported a bike, depending on the country, like I got, I had to stay in Chile for an extra two weeks because the guy I came down there, I brought a bike with me, and he was he bought the bike and had me bring it down there. And then when I tried to get on the airplane, this happened to Ty Davis too, because um, Ty brought a bike down there. Uh, they wouldn't let us leave. They wouldn't let us leave the country because the bike wasn't going back with us. So um, it, some of those countries can be pretty particular about it, just import export stuff. But I um, definitely do my research. And I don't know that a license plate would make that much of a difference. Because I think if you're going to take it in and you can prove you own it, you just have to take it out. But if you bring it in, you have to pay the duty or the taxes on it, and and then you can leave it there. I think, but street legal might make it more complicated. Yeah, street legal could make it more complicated because it's a yeah, it's a you know who knows where you're going to get the license plate. Just bring it down as parts, sell it. You can actually you can probably get pretty good money for a bike down there. It's uh, actually not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, maybe that'd be the best thing. Parts it, sell it. Okay, next question, Logan. These are live ones. Iron Thumb, which 250F do you think is the best for a fun trail bike? I don't race anymore. Blue Crew, Yamaha. Um, We're not bought off. No, they sponsor the show. Uh, Thanks, Yamaha. No, in reality, um, they're all fun. It's just they all have a little bit different flavors, especially the 250Fs because... The one thing the Yamaha does have is it has really good power, long power. Uh, it's they're they're not the lightest feeling bike. Um, definitely the, the lighter feeling ones are the KTM's, the KTM brand ones, and the Honda is pretty light feeling. Uh, if you want a, a discount and you like kickstarting, there's always a Suzuki. Um, yeah, so there's all different all different kinds. I it it's uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna go wrong. Uh, there's not a bad bike out there, I don't think, as long as you know what you're getting into. But do a little bit of research and should be should be pretty good. Uh, but and, you know, but if he's going specifically to trail riding, I I I'll keep kind of going back to that Yamaha just because the power is so good. Even on the WR, you do the competition ECU and and do the little mods to that thing, and that is a really good bike. So next, SS says. There's finally trolls. Well, 
TTT is finally stepping up in the famous category. No, I can't see it, but it sounds good to me. Ricky, you trolling yeah. us? Is well, Kendall over there doing this, or is he just snoring? He's already in bed. Yeah, done. Out. He woke up late today, and he woke up last. First one. He's not beating Mike Shirley. No, he's definitely not beating no. Shirley. No, Mike, is, he was, he was, uh, he was, I, I, maybe he was up earlier. I don't know. He was asleep when I got here. Like that. He was, he was already in the back seat sleep. Jeez. So, got good. Yeah. So, um, did, has, is Matt fixed the trolling problem yet? Uh, kind of. Trevor is fixing the trolling problem because I don't have access to you to the YouTube chat right now. Uh, I'm so he's gonna he's gonna go in he's gonna go in the background and clip the guy or something. Uh, he already did that. It looks like uh, oh. this guy had a lot of bots, so that's what happened. Is you would ban one account and they'd come in with another. Yeah. So their names were famous singers. Yeah, the famous the names just kept changing and changing and changing. Oh, famous singers is just didn't. So we should just left it. Maybe it looks cool. Like Ramon <laughs> Ayala. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you don't know who Ramon Ayala is. No. Sheesh. Oh. Can you sing some, Ricky? No. New Spanish and help you out. Okay. There. Okay, next question. Just, just go uh, look. Long one. He's really good at that. Rich a long one. Millen. Oh, I wait. Let me let me let me take take this. This is yeah, Rich Millen. I'll go ahead and read this one. I, I read this one and I actually rehearsed the answer, believe it or not. I actually I talked oh, to Johnny to, to get the answer for this. So it's, it's like, hi, Jimmy. I purchased a 2022 Honda Sierra 450 RX and recently rode a local hair scramble with it here in northeastern Pennsylvania. That means roots and rocks and super tight trails, by the way. Before the race, I rode a motor practice day for about an hour to break it in nice. The problem question is that during the race, the bike was steaming, cooling off pretty much the whole time. The course was super technical for me, and there was a lot of getting stuck and some tip overs. I knew that eventually the cold would be gone, so I was worried. At about the 90-minute mark, I pulled off and went to my pit, and sure enough, it was out of coolant. I refilled it and went back out and finished the two-hour event. I've since put about six more hours on the bike, including another hair scrambles, and everything seems fine. The bike runs, starts, and everything's just as it should be. But I'm still worried about that much heat stress onto my beautiful new bike. How did it survive? That's a question. Um, did I do any damage? Should I tear it down? Have you experienced a similar situation? He says, I put a 2.0 C4 cap on the radiator and plan to install a fan. Just putting the cap on it seemed to help it prevent boiling. The bike may be running at a much higher water temperature than designed for. Anyways, thanks for your time. And he says, the podcast is great. So obviously, he's not watching this show because uh, this isn't a great podcast. I don't think medium, and uh, I don't know what time is it. It's okay. If he's up, it's past his bedtime. So, anyways, uh, I already forgot his name. Maybe Mike. he records and watches. Rich, it yeah. Anyways, Rich. Uh, so the 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 problem is is you're slipping the clutch. All of the heat is coming from the clutch, and this is the hardest thing for people to realize um, is that. You just think about it. It's just like sandpaper. When that clutch is slipping, it's building heat and it's building the heat and the oil in the motor is trying to cool it down. Well, that oil is in, it's getting hot, sitting in a big puddle down at the bottom where it can't really cool itself. And the way it does cool itself is by going up through the top end of the motorcycle. So that's heating up the, 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 the head 
and the cylinder even more. And then that in turn, the coolant system there tries to tries to cool it down. And that's why it starts boiling because the whole engine gets over. Well, 212 is where water boils at, but I don't know exactly where coolant and all these other things, the factor, the pressure. So, so the root cause of the problem is slipping the clutch. And a lot of times it's just riders that just feel like the bike's going to stall. And that bike of the 450s is a little bit more prone to stalling than some of the other ones. So that being said, I can understand why you'd be slipping the clutch a little bit. So the, the first thing to do is just pay attention to this. Pay attention to slipping the clutch. Learn to really trust the torque of the motorcycle. And oftentimes it's that you're in lower than first gear situations. And, you know, you, you have to use the clutch in order to go that speed. So there's, there, there is that. And so sometimes gearing will help a little bit. You know, you can gear the bike down a little bit. So it, you know, you can let the clutch all the way out and you don't have to use it so much, but then you're suffering with less of a top speed, which from what I know about Northeastern Pennsylvania, that shouldn't be a problem. I think you're very rarely going to run out of gears on that thing. So then we kind of get into the other stuff. So uh, I thought Johnny was going to be here, but he's still driving. Uh, and he, he actually told me, and I, I think we, we got to, he told me, he go, he said, Evan's cool. Yeah. And that's, is that, is that a sponsor? Yeah, yeah, it's a sponsor. We need we need to ring a bell anytime we start throwing off sponsor. Plus. You, you have a bell, but it was only for that. It's only for that one bike that we don't file one my best. No one talks about it. Doesn't really you know how far I went and away from Hoosberg at any moment? You just said it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> twenty feet. I'm less than twenty feet away. I think it's every right, factory, it's right past that wall. Every factory team runs. runs. Yeah. So so um, Johnny said, "Run Evans Cooling now." I don't have good. You know, we if the bike's getting that hot well, and there's nothing for it to blow out. If some coolant is better than no coolant. Yeah, yeah, sure. it, yeah. So the discussion Andrew said that some coolant in your bike is better than no coolant. It's not like Chris Real used to be a technical expert on this. Really? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Some coolant. <laughs> some coolant is better than no coolant. Uh, and and did it hurt anything by running with no coolant? Yeah, it was an oil cooled bike at that point. And it, it really depends. Uh, sometimes when they get caught like that, things can like warp and, and, and move around a little bit. But if it's still running and working fine, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, just don't tell any of your friends or advertise that you did that so you can sell it cheap or, or you don't have to sell it cheap. But so there's, there is, there is that. So, uh, Johnny said the Evans coolant. And then he said there was a couple other things that you can do with some mapping that would help it. And I wish he was here because he kind of rattled those off very quickly. And I was doing something else. What about maybe a, a new clutch? Um, if the clutch is behaving bad, yeah, a new clutch would hurt. But I don't. He, he didn't complain about the clutch. And, and this radiator cap. And then the radiator cap definitely helps too. Going yeah, out, he got one. He said. Yeah, yeah. He went with the 2.0 radiator cap, and he says he's going to install a fan, and that will help. All those things will help. But when we get back to the coolant, we did it. We did a a pretty exhaustive coolant test when I was a dirt rider where we tried all the different kinds of coolant. Some of them were, were the, the non, the waterless coolant. And those, we had to flush them and do different things. And the, 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 the end, the end result, the, the increase, the, you know, there was, there was, there was probably three, I don't remember the exact numbers, but three to five degree differences in, in, in temperature when we were doing this loop. And so we did a, we did a loop that was pretty technical and had some sections where, um, some of the riders would really abuse the clutch 
and and then the temperature would go up. None of the coolants alone caused the bike to cool down any quicker. So just changing the coolant, you'd see a little bit of a different uh, increase, how they increased, but the coolant did not change like kind of the efficiency, but there was different boiling points of each of the coolants. So if you're going to boil it, which is a bad thing, there was some that didn't boil as easily, but if you, the, there wasn't a huge difference. Like once you start really getting them hot enough to really boil, there there's not a huge difference in in that temperature. Like you're not going to get a, a 40 degree difference between water and I don't think the Evans. And one of the big biggest things is to not overfill your radiator. Right. You keep it just above the fins. This makes a big difference. Yeah, and, and like Andrew said, not overfilling the, the radiator is one thing because then it because once it starts, once it kind of starts going, it, it yeah, it kind of acts like a little sometimes like a little bit like a cipher and just kind of blows it out. But um, it gives it room to expand, and and sometimes a little bit of uh, it t- only takes a little bit of water to make a lot of steam. And, and so it would be really interesting to know exactly how much you boiled out, because even if you only have half the capacity of the coolant, it's still kind of getting cycled through there. And a lot of times, as long as, as long as it can be pumped and it usually gets into the, it gets into the cylinder or, you know, gets into the, the hot part of the motor and then it, it steams. So it's actually still doing its job to a certain point, but, um, yeah, those are those are what we were told. Uh, I would say the easiest thing to do is um, lay off the clutch. The next thing is you can start modifying it. And then some other things we tested, we tested different impellers, different um, water pump housing covers, uh, different radiators, different size radiators, different types of radiators, um, different louvers on the radiators. Johnny had screen over his today. Yeah. So didn't get covered. Yeah. So, so the screen, so the branches and stuff can't get stuck in the louvers. But we found that like all those things made a little bit of a difference. But if you if you just changed one thing, it didn't necessarily make a big difference. Like if you changed just the impeller, the bike didn't cool down any quicker. You needed to change the impeller and go to bigger radiators. So it's all part of a system. And generally, the stock bikes are designed to meet most expectations. Although you uh, you managed to exceed that a little bit, so now it's time to start playing with it. And the fan the fan definitely will will help because if you're going slower, there's not a lot of air moving through the radiator. You have to kind of force some air through the radiator. Um, yes, Rich, I have to remember his name. Uh, thanks for asking that question. Hopefully, we exhausted your answer. Hey, Logan, guess what? What? I got a question for you. Oh, boy. The, Gord I'm Dar- glad you're reading it. Gord Darling. Yep. That's an interesting name. Hey, Logan, this show is super rad. Thanks for all you do. You're very kind to Jimmy, and he seems to be learning a lot from you. You keep up the good work. Well, that's a blowjob. <laughs> he See, says, I spot. recently picked up a 1999 Suzuki RM125. And a blowjob is just when the wind is, is going really high, Logan. It's it's like blowing the, the sand across the desert. That's what that is, by the way. What's the salary yeah. for that job? Um, I've never ridden a modern two-stroke before. What a blast. We ride here in Halliburton, Ontario, Canada, and like to get lost in the woods, ripping along trails in the occasional logging road. 
We live near lots of brush that has been ravaged by ATVs, which means a big, dirty mud holes. And also have access to a great single track. This is kind of going to get to the question of what? Uh, let's see. Mark, rocks, mud. I sort of figured out how to rip up the hills in the ground, but I'm still learning how to get mud puddles without going stupid fast. They often deep enough to hide surprises. I am wondering about changing sprockets, flywheel weights, power valve adjustments, and other possible mods to make this RM more suitable to trails. I don't know actually anything about these mods. This is just what I found on the interweb. I can turn a wrench and I know when I'm about to bust a nut. And I would enjoy modifying this bike over the winter. And I think busting a nut, he's talking about when you put like a one millimeter size, too big wrench on the nut and it slips and spins. That's busting a nut. Yeah. Um, having said that, I don't want to end up ruining a sweet ride trying to make it something it isn't or having to make constant adjustments come springtime. I'm going to just take a pause from reading this question right now. Dude, that's a paragraph. That's well, one paragraph. Okay, so he's from Ontario, Canada. I'm just going to surmise here that it's it's only light for like three hours a day out there, right? And they drink a lot, yeah? Dude, so just scroll down. He's, in, he's, in, he's inside. Okay, now we're into the... My wife weighs around 135 pounds, and this bike will mainly be for her. But I weigh 165, and I also like to rip around on this gets this gets more complicated all the time. There is a motocross track nearby, and we wanted to take the kids for a family trip next summer. So I would also like to hear your thoughts on whether modding the RM for trails that would make it not suck for motocross. Keep in mind that we have never ridden motocross before and probably won't be hard to please. You're taking notes, right, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, this is for you, bud. It, 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 he did address this to you. Mm -hmm. We both love how light the RM is, but it can be frustrating when trying to get through a big muddy rut and it just doesn't seem to have the power to get moving after we slow down and stall out. I can only compare it to the CRF250L we had and my 2010 Husaberg FE390, which doesn't really compare at all. Kath, my wife, found the CRF to be too heavy for trail riding. God, I don't know how much longer I can go. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, should we just keep practicing with the RM on the trails and accept that we are the problem and there is nothing at all wrong with the bike? Or should we modify the bike to be a super sick woods weapon or just get a different machine? Thanks, Jimmy and friends, for sharing the wisdom. Logan, I'm turning this over to you. Okay. I mean, we can just shorten this up. I think you should just ride it with you got. Logan? Give Logan a chance. I know he doesn't talk much, but give him a, give him a chance here, Ricky. Okay, Logan, we're all ears. So I was going to say the... So it's got two wheels. It's got a motor. So it's going to be fun either way. Whatever you do to it. It's, it was designed by the factory to be like that. So it's going to be pretty good stock. Don't have to change it. If you're right, and, and for, for at, at least at least for a motocross bike, you're exactly right. Yeah, and then you can probably add a couple protective pieces. Probably don't need to go insane. Um, I think a big giant skin plate would be good because then when you go into those mud ruts, if you yeah. do it right, you can actually start hydroplaning. If they're really mud ruts, like I'm thinking, like like. I'm all, I can only imagine what it's like up there, but they're probably the mud ruts that you go through there 
and they peel your feet off the foot pegs. So now you're kind of like laying down on the seat. And at that point, the wheels aren't actually, so it kind of runs like a big glide plate. And uh, so maybe, yeah, skid plate, right, Logan? Yeah. Or front disc. Um, <laughs> maybe a spring for your wife? A uh, lighter spring. Yes. And then. What about the kids? Kids probably around that. And a babysitter. <laughs> and his shirt says, leave him on the farm. <laughs> With a cell phone. Hey, uh, in all honesty, so the one thing that will really help that bike out, and I know this from experience, is putting a flywheel weight on it. There's a company uh, called Steely that um, they're up in Washington, Oregon, someplace, but they make flywheel weights and they're just, they're literally bolt on uh, parts. They screw into the threads a lot of times that the flywheel puller goes into, or you just unbolt it and bolt it right on. Uh, but a heavy flywheel will make a pretty big difference. And I just saw Logan leave the show. And maybe they're not seeing it. They're not seeing it. Do we scare them away? No, uh, our, our, peanut gallery uh fell asleep watching the show so oh uh, really busted or not yeah <laughs> you had to go wake somebody up bob he did wow he did. yeah <laughs> well, were they snoring or something anyways so the flywheel no, we're back. Rate, we're back. the flywheel weight can help um sometimes for off-road i found on 125 putting a spark arrestor on can actually kind of increase the torque of the bike a little bit, make it run a little bit better. These are just little things. But in reality, um, I would say uh, stop riding into the big muddy ruts. Uh, go around them or be careful. Uh, but gearing would also help. You know, if you're if you're finding that you're in first gear and you're having to hammer the clutch because the bike, you know, it is 125. They're meant to, they're meant to rev. So uh, you can also rev it higher. Yeah, rev it higher. Okay. Got any more? Um, yeah, some live ones. Patrick Beatty. Trail Tech fan or by two stroke? <laughs> Trail Tech fan or by a two, just by a two stroke? I mean, that fan, it's not going to, what are you going to do? Like just sit there and watch it spin? I'd take the two stroke. <laughs> you can just wait till September 20. 20- Years, so, oh, you can wait till. Well, that's gonna. I wonder if that's gonna have a big cooling fan on that electric bike, like like my computer does. Mm-hmm. The one that makes all that noise, the, like the fan over there. Yeah, I think you shouldn't buy an electric motorcycle. <laughs> Always run gas. Always run gas. See, Ricky's that guy. Ricky's that guy. Um. So, uh, so you're talking. I think the real question is, should he put a fan on his four stroke or get a two stroke? Two strokes are sick. Yeah. Is that is that what we're is that what we're trying to get at, Logan? I think so. Well, again, the heat's coming from the clutch. And you're gonna you're gonna be hammering your clutch on whatever bike you're on, maybe even more on a two-stroke, because sometimes they don't have the same torque as a four-stroke. So I think you're asking the wrong question. But get a trail tech fan. They make really nice fans no matter which bike you're on. Does anybody else make a thing? You can, you can take fans. You know, yeah. And Andrew just asked, does anybody else make a fan? Well, not in my world. No, Trail Tech is a sponsor of the show. If I had a bell, I'd ring it a couple times. But 
they're, they're it's just they're, they bolt right on. They're so so nice. It comes with a bracket and a temperature gauge so you can see what temperature your water is while you can adjust when the fan comes on and off. Uh, this is all really good stuff. But I've also seen you can go on the internet and find where guys have put computer cooling fans on and zip tied them in the back of their radiator and they have a switch where they turn it on and off. So whatever works. Hey, tonight's episode is brought to you by um uh we're living large here, I am at least. This is four freedoms of plastic bottled tequila. Now, this uh, you know, if you want a good if you want a good thrifty tech advice, like this is usually just made for pouring into some mixed drink or something like that, but if you you know, just want to have a little bit, it works out. So, next question, Logan. Um Yes, uh, George says, how does a recluse for the guy on the Honda from Pennsylvania? How about a recluse? Oh, Ricky was going to say that. But um, I asked you about the clutches and you're like, oh, yeah, no, he didn't say anything well, about clutches. It, it, it come, no, it comes, that's where the heat's coming from. So if, if he did have a recluse, the, the auto clutch, then he wouldn't have to touch it and it would do, as long as he's in the right gear, because I've seen people like, you know, get a recluse, and all of a sudden they ride around in third gear, and they end up smoking the smoking the the clutch. But if if you're in the right gear, um, you should. Oh. Oh, that's not good. No, we're still live on our end. <coughs> oh boy, is oh. anything important? Oh, come on. Huh? Okay. Do, do we have him back? You guys there? Oh, see, oh, Andrew, Andrew touched the phone. Oh, Hold on. producer Andrew, come on. <laughs> come on, bud. Or Andrew, <laughs> saw, Andrew saw the phone get a message. Are we back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. Andrew, Andrew saw the phone get a message. He reached uh-huh. around the back of the computer and moved the phone from its strategic location uh-huh. and almost ended the show. That oh, message really? was from Matt. It was from, oh, it was from Matt. Yeah, it was from him somehow. But yes. I also got, I, I just saw the message was on there. Somebody told me to not drink tequila out of a plastic bottle. Well, you, you would be it's living, so you'd be living like a college student again. <laughs> the, the, yeah, so times are tough, dude. You can only find, that's the only I wanna, that you can find out here where we're at in this special location. No, this is, I've had this on standby ready to go. This is actually, <laughs> this is. It's one of my, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's in case of emergencies that way, if things aren't going right, you can hit somebody over the head like that and right. nothing bad happens. Like imagine if that was a glass bottle, right? See so the this, things is, you learn. Is this plastic bottle well-aged in the, uh, in the Jimmy rig through a uh, multi it, It's probably been, in, it's probably been in here for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. We need that. The more, you know, so I have a cooling right. question. Okay, yeah, Andrew Short has a question. Can we can we let Andrew have a question? Can you hear yeah. him when he's talking? Yeah, we can hear him just fine. Okay, what's so my kid has a YZ eighty five. It got really hot in Colorado because it got drowned in the river, and I think when it got hot, it warped the head. But I bought a different head, VHM or something from Langston Motorsports. It has bigger water cooling jackets on this head. Yep. I really just wanted to buy a head that wasn't warped, but the stock one was back ordered because it's COVID or I don't know why. But it has bigger water ports on this head. 
how does that affect it? Is there, uh, there's more water going through the head, but is it going to cool more or what's the benefit of this? I don't understand. So what's it, changing? It, well, all you're changing is the volume and, and potentially there's, there could be more surface area. Like there's more, you know, you'd have to eat really, it, 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 and it's probably pretty minute in the grand scheme of things. But if you only change just the head and, and there, there's a little bit more surface area, it might be able to cool a little bit better. I mean, it could be different materials that they're using that can cool. They can put fins inside of it. There's all different kinds of things that they can do to, to aid with the cooling. But if you're, if you're not, um, you know, cycling the water through there at a different speed and then you don't have the, the radiators to, you know, the increased radiator performance because it can take the, you know, maybe the head actually itself, that one unit can transfer a little more heat from the cylinder head to the water. But then where does the heat go? It, it's in the water and now you have to cool the water down. And uh, we, we did in our chat, I don't know if anybody saw, we had a Ty Davis who I talked about <laughs> earlier because he tried to import uh, uh, ATK into Chile. And, <laughs> and he, got, he, got, he got held hostage at the airport because he needed to take an ATK home with him. Because Ty Davis was a factory ATK racer for a while. If you don't know what ATK is, it, um, look it up. Uh, <laughs> but he makes uh, waterless coolant. So he says it doesn't boil like water and it's way better for boiling. And uh, Ty would know. Ty has been around a long time and I trust him too. So, I think it's similar to Evans, right? Yeah, it's probably similar to that. Yeah, the Evans and stuff like this. So, But yeah. Best Ty Davis product? What is it? The best Ty Davis product. Yeah, that he sells. A front disc guard. No, the shark. <laughs> the shark, is the shark fin, bro. No, not, not the front shark fin. No, no the no, rear one. No, it's uh, he has, Yeah, dude, I buy those it's, things. It's chain adjuster blocks. Yeah. For the, the zip tie like, chain adjuster blocks. blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has some, I don't race and change tires. That's like mob. <laughs> The shark fin, bro. That's where it's at. Yeah, yes, he makes all kinds. And he, he makes, I think he seems to have a tire changer tool or something yeah, like that. I have yeah. one. Thanks tire changer? Yeah. yeah. Like a Rabaconda. It's better than a Rabaconda. It's a, it's, a it's, a, it's a Tybaconda, but it's taller. Okay. So, like the Rabaconda, it's low and ties, I feel like it's a little bit higher. So, it's easier to like be right here, like working, you know, without straining your back so much. Hmm. Yeah, I just have to use it. Hey, uh, Matt, I'll get you Ty's contact info. You can reach out to him for advertising. Ty's watching. Hey, when that you was my next ride, question. Okay, he takes you on the Ty Davis trails. Oh, no, I've got Ty probably didn't hear that, Ty. Yeah, it's just like it's just like Trevor going riding on Ricky Brayback trails. Like, everybody's ripping everybody's trails off. No, I'm going through the e-call. This is Ty Davis Canyon. That's the Ty Davis <laughs> Canyon. And Ty Davis probably hadn't even ridden there in like no, Ty years. probably wrote there. Yeah. Okay, what's our, what's our, next, what's our next question, man? Robert Covington, I have a bike I suspect has a stuck thermostat. What's your take on removing the thermostat altogether? You ride in cold weather, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's touch and go. I mean, if you're in a fair weather climate, you know, maybe like California where it's always 70 degrees and sunny, it's not going to be much of an issue. But if you're in cold weather, your bike is not going to warm up very well. And I've actually seen guys cold seize their bikes because they weren't warmed up. Uh, if fuel if, goes in the oil. Yeah. There's all different kinds of things. I don't know that I, I mean, if you're really good at warming your bike up and you think it's going to stay hot, you know, you're not going to, 
I, I wouldn't do it. Um, I've never heard of them. I, I've, I've never had them stuck, get stuck closed on a motorcycle. That happened on cars before, but I've never heard of it on a motorcycle. But then again, I don't, nobody told me about it. So it probably happens. Okay. What's next? Finn825. Is there a big difference with engine reliability? reliability between a 250 and 450 let's say they were both running conservatively for i would say for an average rider you know not a racer but just somebody that's average just average riding they're they're going to be like for the most part the same level of durability and the 250 probably because it's doing more work it's, you know it's run a little bit harder would probably have to be rebuilt a you know a little bit sooner. Let's say, oh yeah, I'm, I would say if you're, when, I mean, like on two fifty Fs, like if I was just out, if I just had one of the trail bike, well, shoot, I have a CR two fifty X, and the thing probably it's my father in law's bike. It probably has three hundred hours on it, and it has had a piston put into it, and that's it. And then I have 450s that have, you know, much more hours on them, 400 hours. And bikes just don't really just break they, these days. And, and I don't think it's a really concern. And most people aren't riding this, these kind of hours on, on the bikes a lot. So um, 250F just maybe say it has, needs 25% more maintenance. Okay. Good answer. Okay. So okay. I think let's, uh, let's, have, let's, let's have a moment of silence for that answer. Yes. Yes. Uh, we did. Yeah. We had one. Does that mean you have to change so, the oil that much more? No. I don't, well, uh, so the question is uh, no, I was just thinking like main maintenance, you know, like or piston, you know, piston maybe on some of the valves where, hey, Matt, we're, we're going to talk about that valve. Uh, we can, uh, but I think Dude, it's time for, it's, oh, Ricky says, say, I think it's time Rando for a commercial time. break and then Rooster Endo. Okay. Let's, 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 um, are there any other questions we need to hit? We talked about, so for John Jackson, we talked about the, um, that new, what's the name of that? I can't remember the name, the Stark Bard. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the electric bike, um, with that electric bike, you probably ride through solar fields, huh? I wonder if they let you ride through the solar fields on the electric bike. Uh, he also says, John says, when the snow melts, I'm going to try and commandeer my dad's 2021 Beta 300 X trainer, do some trail riding with a buddy who lives in Colorado. Do the elevation changes on the trails. I'm thinking of getting a 36 millimeter smart carb SC2 for the bike because of the adjustability. Thoughts, advice, opinions on this carburetor. Um, if you're going to be doing, I know that they're externally adjustable and it's easy to do. So for that, it might be better. Uh, the Beta X trainer is always already ridiculously smooth. So that goes in line with where the carburetor is at. That might actually be a good good thing. Although I think you could probably just go down a couple sizes on the main jet and drop the needle position one and maybe one on the pilot. And it'll probably run fine most of the time too. So either way. Okay. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's go into uh, commercial time. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor 
on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. One. All right, we're Just back noise. with uh, Rooster Endo brought to you by Ricky Brebeck and Jimmy Lewis. No, it's brought to you by Taco Moto now. Yeah. So, so here's here's the thing. It needs to be brought to you by How do I? All we have to do, all you have to do is. Hand us a check and then and then get us a logo. Dude, okay. That's all you had to do. Dude, you got a whole shot in by Taco Moto. Taco so Moto whole shot in Ricky Brayback on sponsoring Rooster Endo. And yes. uh, so here's the deal. So each week, Taco Moto is going to give a hundred dollar basically gift certificate to the bike the most Uh oh. It really depends on my mood and it it's um the, there's the rules of the contest are simple. I make all the rules and my internet connection just got unstable. Yeah. It did get unstable. So I'm gonna re I'm gonna explain it again for, for the chat. So essentially whatever bike Jimmy deems is the most roosting bike, that is going to that bike will then get a $100 gift certificate to Takamoto Co. Uh, the winner will have to send an email to mike at takamoto.com uh, in order to claim this reward. But yeah, that is the gist of it. There is now a $100 gift certificate involved if your bike is roosting enough. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to roost. It might be the biggest endo might win it. It might be. Like, you might need that hundred dollar certificate to bail you out of the. I think the hole. I think the money should definitely go to the Indo bike because if they're already roosting, no, it 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 it's, it's some people like they put a lot of money into their bike and they they want their bike to be nice and they should be rewarded and other people need help. And do you give tips to people that have like maybe front discards like, hey, that thing probably shouldn't be there? Do you give tips? What's the matter of front discards? Jimmy hates them. I love it because I just always. The, I have the, one the, on every one of my bikes. The metal, no, the, the metal, metal, metal front discard. No, no, the no, one no, that's no, like you know, like the, you know, like the rear discard, right? They have them. They bolt onto your fork, and it's like a front discard. It's like yeah. a front fin. Hey, yeah. so what are what are the best products that Taco Moto makes? Taco Moto has all different kinds of stuff. Taco Moto does. Andrew's really helped me out here, uh, getting my reads down. Uh, yeah, Taco Moto Co. That's tacomoto.co. Uh, it's lots of stuff for your, especially KTM Husky uh, dual sport bikes, but they're starting to move into the Hondas and they have lots of uh, ECUs, exhaust system, little gadgets. He has like, for what type of rider? Everybody. 
motocross. Mo- mostly, mostly off-road, you know, not really motor. It's not, not a lot of moto stuff, but there's moto stuff there. Like one of the coolest things that he, that he has is a inline fuel pressure gauge for your fuel injected bike. So you plug this inline and then you, you know, push your bike and you can see if you've got good fuel pressure. So if you're having a problem with your fuel pump or maybe your fuel filter's leaking. And then he also, on his site, he has these tech sheets that kind of tell you, hey, if you want this kind of performance, um, it's good. We need to get Taco Mike uh, to come into the studio again sometime. Uh, it would have been nice to have him come in here and kick this off, but we just, uh, we whole shot him, Ricky. We whole shot him. Whole shot him. Okay, so let's let's yeah. go with uh, Rooster Endo. Rooster Endo. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna call up the photos. I got them on my computer screen right here. Oh, you you have so, the video. Logan, who's the first one up? That was no. We can't do the we can't do the video. Are we unstable? You know, you're good. You're good. We're good. Okay. No, no, I have the the only complaint is that it's really zoomed in on you right now. Well, he's standing <laughs> up in front of the camera. I was actually oh, yeah, trying to yeah, see if I need I, I need a shave here. So I was I was looking at that. So I'm gonna I'm okay, I'm gonna minimize that. Okay, we, we have the bikes now. Okay. okay. So Dallas okay. Yes. Nineteen ninety four DR three fifty SE. Oversized tank, oversized handguard, oversized rotor guard, oversized front fender, oversized mudguard, fender bag that fits two Costco muffins, and a Danco <laughs> yo-yo perfect. Ready for a good Duncan. shot. Dude, that guy's ready for business, right? Like that, yeah, that that bike is, everything on it is oversized except the bike. Actually, when I first saw that photo, I thought it was uh, a DR650. Right. Yeah. Hey, Johnny Campbell just rolled in. He can help answer that question. Uh, I got to finish answer a question, but go ahead and uh, come in when you're ready. Um, I, I, I was more impressed with the, uh, with the, 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 the homemade graphics on the side panel. You have to sit closer here. You can't really see us right now, but it almost just um, looks like, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So that, that, the, 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 the graphics are nice. Um, but it's super oversized. Everything, dude. But he can fit muffins on the back, so he's muffins. Going for business. He's going he, it's, it's it's the small one on the bottom. Oh. Yeah, um, dude, the S is pretty super sick. Yeah, I, I, I for the graphics package alone, that thing's got to go on the roof side. Sheesh. Yeah, and and the fact he's got a big tank, so he's, he's almost stacked already. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> where how high up, how high up are we feeling? Big. You guys decide over there. Oh, you're leaving up to us? Yeah, you guys. I'm going to put like, right, you know, it's right one, here. one side exactly. or the other. Right here. This is on the roof side. We're in a good mood tonight. DR350 goes up there. <laughs> Imagine that thing ripping up some choppy washboard roads. That thing probably handles it pretty nice. I'll bet you when that thing goes up a I bet you when that thing goes up a washboarding road, that front fender starts going around in a circle. Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it, 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 it it does the okay. whole oscillation thing. It's in the bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready oh. for the uh next bike here? Next bike, yeah. Emily Muslin No. Yeah, give that another shot there, Logan. Muslo. Maseno. Mus, Muso Lino. Muso Lino. Lino. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. 2018 KTM 300. Psycho handguards, pro taper, contour, 
bars, CR, mid-bend, Scott stabilizer, FMF works fatty with turbine core, Sparky, approved silencer, KTM skid plate, Cinco fat tire, Dunlop MX-33, rear with Kenda Mooses. Kenda Mooses? <laughs> Where do you get Kenda Mooses? I want to know. I want to know. I need some of those. Yeah. Try we like Nitro Mooses. Right, but anyways, Kenda, hey, well, okay, hold, hold on a second. So we have two different brands of tire on there, right? Mm. Yes. Maybe three. Okay. The Shinko. Maybe you can't have three brands. Three tires. Well, yeah, That's different what two it says. Kenda Mooses. Okay. Yeah. Jackrabbit MC, hams in the ice chest. Hams in the ice chest. Oh, he's a freaking club member of the Jackrabbits. Yeah, okay, so Ricky Ricky likes the Jackrabbits, so I like hams. It, it's full desert rat. It's got the, it's a, M, Emily, Emily. Is that a guy's name? It's a V. I think, I, I, I think it's a, Emily, but it's, but it's a V, it's got a V. 18, which is a vet, right? The reds V18 is a vet. Yeah, vet. That's a vet. So she's she's riding in the or dude. That's a guy. That's got to be a. a, We don't know, man. We're looking at the photo here, trying to figure it out. Like, did you get your wife or your girlfriend to submit a photo of your bike? You're like really. uh, Maybe he didn't know how to do it. He had his chick do it for him. Yeah. Um, Is that what we? That would be me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, babe. This. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not <laughs> Jackie Short. Drop. I feel like this guy is pretty into his bike. No, he's hey, he's, he's an expert freaking vet desert racer. He has all the things that you need to be ripping across the Sur Valley. Yeah, he's got the hang guards, stabilizer, stabilizer. He's got an 18 inch wheel. I don't know anything about the, the orange color or the two-stroke thing. He's got mooses. He's got mooses, and he's an expert. So he's he got knows a fatty he's, front tire, too. He's, he knows he's he's floating. He's very amazing, special. I think, I think he could have taken a better picture of the bike. What do you mean? That's what? What? It needs to, it needs to be more off to the off to the side. And, and He's got the van door in the picture and the loading ramp. He there. just unloaded, and he thought, man, I got this. is really going to appreciate this. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, no so, suspension sticker, so it could be no stock. But stock suspension? I don't know. How do you even ride a bike with stock suspension? Dude, that expert, who knows? He might be a man. You know what's funny is, is I'll bet you, I'll bet you for a vet expert that the stock suspension is pretty good. And it's the XC, right? Yeah, it is an XC. How yeah. can you tell? Um, I don't know how I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm oh, pretty wow. sure it has a link. No Logan, fan. Can you tell me how it looks like your bike? Yeah. Yeah, That's it's the same as mine. XC. Yeah. Oh, Logan's like, yeah, same as mine. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think, Logan? Where does that thing go? I don't. That one's Matt because it's going to be biased. Oh, uh, we need something. You may be biased. Pipe. I like that pipe. I like that pipe. Yeah. Yeah. He gave it a good fluffing up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I have a big old smasher. Oh, you know, you know you did. <laughs> I do. Wait, is that is it? Wait, yeah. Is that a big smash or is it just the shadow? I'm going to enhance. That's it looks weird. like a rainy day. There's no shadows. Yeah. I'm going to look at it close. Uh, okay, roost. I go for we, we, we roost yeah. here. I'm, I'm roosting. We're, we're roosting, roosting it. It's one. good. We like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, it's, 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 it's right above. Well I forgot where these other ones are. Dude, that's yeah. a freaking ding with a with a heat and yeah, pull. Why not? Oh. 
He's on a budget. We'll go above Ricky's budget. Yeah, he's probably but saving his money to get his suspension done. Because, I mean, you can't ride those things with stock suspension. I'm sure that Van Doors, I think, is 1993 Econolar. <laughs> All right. What's up next? Uh, Brian. And let's find, let's find out who's submitting his photo. Is that, is that his name or her name? Or That's one of those names that could be M, M, Emily. M, Emily. M, Emily. Okay. Go ahead. Next. We'll find, we'll find out eventually. It's one of life's great mysteries. <laughs> okay. Brian Dodderwick, 21, 300 TPI XCW. Sluber Turbo, HC head and ECU reflash, IMS 4.5 ga- gallon tank. Trail Tech My Voyager name. Pro, Race Tech Gold Valves and Bladder and Shock. I'm going to like Respond. that. <laughs> Front and rear. That bike up seat, from yeah, seat. What the hell is that thing? Kenda Ibex and Tubeless and Rear Bridgestone MX up front. MX, no, M39 up front. And more who can keep track. Who can keep track? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, if we turn it like that, then we can see what the heck it is. That thing is. Well, okay. Um, Spend some money on this thing. I think he has to quit breathing into his camera, like into the phone before he takes the picture. Because it looks like it looks like he was he was steamed up. A, li- a little too aggressive on the backlighting. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of backlight. I do like I do like some of the sponsors. I do like the Kendas and the Trail Techs on there and stuff. Seat um, Concepts, Seat Concepts. They were they. I, I do you remember Seat Concepts? I don't remember nope. them. I don't okay, remember nope. them either. Yeah, nope. yeah. Um, Tubeless. No, I think he, he. I don't know what he said, but. Tubeless. Said tubeless. I'm not a big fan of the gray color, and I'm I'm, I'm more bothered by the photo. I can't. Uh, we're having a hard time seeing the it, photo. It's, we, it's a blurry photo. Right. It's it, oh, you it's know? kind of going down <laughs> for me. I took a tubeless off one of my wheels the other day for you, Andrew. Good job. Yeah, so we can ride. I think it hold it. I took it off. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I would ride with you if, you, if I had tubeless. Yeah, if you're smart enough to deal with this. <laughs> my normal friends, <laughs> they don't. They, my it's, friends it's, that don't, that aren't Jimmy Lewis, I'm not going riding. Not going riding with them with tubeless. Uh, <laughs> I, because of the quality of the photo, we're going to have to put it in the in the um, endo. In the endo. Side. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There's a great big void here of the endo that needs to get filled, and it's going to fill it. Okay, well, we can move some down. <laughs> is 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 Ricky's bike on the roof side? Yeah, dude, of course. It's on yeah, bike you, on put, you, you actually roosted it. It's it's up there. It's up there. Oh, well, move it Look down. It. It's still up front, Jimmy. Move it down uh, to the end of No, you know it's the best bike on that whole board. <laughs> no, it's not. Which one was that? 450X? Yeah, Gen 1. I just sold one of those. Yeah, biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next next one. Next, what's our next guy? Dude, you can't move that down there. Are you kidding me? Have <laughs> <laughs> you guys even ridden one of those things? Hey, well, you're submitting a new one next week. Might be a little bit better. Yeah. Matt. Hey, now that I sold it, I want to be able to buy the bike. That guy that knows how to bike. say stuff. Oh, oh, it's... Hold on. This guy. Logan is handing me the responsibilities right now. We so Oda? this is uh, Kevin Wevoda. Okay. Zay 17250XCW. I'm trying to get the... Trying to get the picture up for the chat here. I can't talk and do things at the same time. Here, Logan, it's your I job. I mostly wanted just your the job. name. Uh, oh. 17250 XCW SX head, 
electron carb, enduro spec suspension, grips, tires, mailbox, numbers, worn out plastics, stock radiator guard, gas and oil with a bush light on the rear tire. A bush light. Oh, is that, that what that is? Yeah. yeah. This guy's just, just getting that. rowdy. He doesn't care what it looks like. No, that like guy's roosting. Look at Mark had zip head on, no cover. Totally torqued plastic. That's a good sign. Guy this ride. This this thing was ridden hard and put away wet. My first race number ninety six. Uh, it sure it's not nine one six. Yeah, it's nine one six. It's nine one six. Mailbox yeah. number. Okay. Yeah, that guy. That guy is not not going out there to look the best. He's going out that there to look the best. He's got. He's going got, there to ride. Yeah, he likes to ride. He's got a, it looks like, what's he got a, a, a twisted T on the rear fender? I oh, hope so. But <laughs> if so, that guy's bruised. Oh. Uh, this guy has he's to double live fist back. in it. Well, oh. yeah, because there's grass in the photo. We don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> grass in a dirt facility. What's in it? What's. Oh. Oh, no, that's yeah. it. That's and then big. I think there's. I, I on said, there. what's that in the corner? And that's a picture of a hoose break. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed up can. Hey, I think there's a PBR shoved. Hold on. He's got a bunch of. No, that's hands a bush. Shoved into the handlebars. No, no, tires. look in the handlebars. Look at the handlebars. Look in the tire. A bush white oh and the twisted T on the fender. But what's in no, the look what's at, in Okay, the guys, guys, look at the spokes. Look at the spokes. The chain. Yeah. Two. Dude, that has blue ribbon right there. Yeah. PBR's in the front. He's tightening the. He's tightening the chain with a with a beer can. No, yeah, dude. No. no, he's got his in the front. Dude, wheel. he's got. They're all over the bike, like right, right where the the carb is or where the. Yeah, that guy. There's one yeah. up there too. <laughs> I think this, this might be the most roosting bike we've ever had. I think this is Jimmy's long lost <laughs> inside the handguards. No, oh, I'll tell you what happened oh. here. This guy, this guy finished the hair scrambles. He That's drank. Right. He drank too many beers. More than Kendall. Yeah, like more than Kendall. And then, and then and then everybody stuffed their beer cans all over his bike and he's gonna wake up the next morning to do the second moto of the Fair of screen. the uh no, I think I think he's he looks to me like a um what do they call those bad the 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 sprint girl. Sprint girl guy. Yeah, what's the ones the the J Day? Yeah, he J-Day. looks he looks like a J Day guy. It, it full he's like a massful, I can already tell. And he, he's, he, he went, he went down hard and this, he woke up the next morning and took this picture of his bike and he's got like four minutes to get to the start line. That's a ruse. Dude, nine out of 10, nine out of 10 stars, nine out of 10 stars. Nine nine out of 10 10. stars. Yeah, that's going on. This guy's taking a mullet. That's taking that's yeah. taking a mullet. Yeah. This guy has a mullet. Oh, he has a mullet too. Yeah. Probably follows Preston Campbell. He probably follows <laughs> Preston Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Check this guy's social. See if he follows Preston Campbell. Right. Okay. Next. What's next? Rick Grom. Grom. Isn't isn't Rick a um Rick is a a, a loyal listener, right? Yeah. The BXB so. guy. Yeah, he's only a loyal listener if he re- if he submitted a video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's on the podium at Best in the Desert, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like a backdrop. 2012 Yamaha YZ450F. The mods consist of FMF Powerbomb header and power core, Clark 2.9 gallon tank, Scott's dampener, 1477 gearing, race tech suspension, placed fourth in the Vegas Torino, and open amateur. How fast does it go? Almost as fast as a 570. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No. It, it, 
because he threw the gearing out there, 1447. Usually say 1447 spoke of 106 miles an hour. Like, ask Trevor Hunter. Like, Trevor, every time he says his gear number, uh, he, he throws about, yeah, it's 112 miles an hour with that. You don't go that fast. <laughs> so, uh, that, that, he got it on the podium there. That's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good thing. Um, it made it to Reno. So that, that's his plus. That's a good thing. Ricky beat you. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky. Uh, I think, I think that that thing's pretty, pretty roosty. Although I want to know how fast it, you know what? Put it on the endo side until it gets back to us and how fast it goes. 94. And then, and then we'll rate, we'll rate the, the rest of it on that. Okay. So yeah. Endo until we get the top speed. Ricky, and don't lie. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep Ricky's bike company yeah. down here. Yeah. Not, you don't have to put it at the very bottom. Just put it down on the end of the side. There we'll we go. That so, so now, drum roll, please. Okay. I don't think we can hear it, but that, that sounds good. I, I'm... Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to committee on this one. We know we know who we think wins that the hundred dollars. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Kevin, we Evoda Evoda needs to buy a haircut and another case of beer. <laughs> Kevin, we <laughs> yeah, you know the I I wonder if Takamoto has numbers. <laughs> you can start, start there, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty stock looking bike. I'm sure you can find something over there that'll. Help him out a little bit, but uh, hopefully he gets in touch with you and uh, we'll get his info, info passed over to Taco Mike. And good thing is it's a KTM and they has lot, have lots of KTM parts, and he should be uh, should be happy. I'm sure, you can find something there that'll that'll. Does uh, he make two strokes now? He doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he has. They have all kinds of stuff. Huh. Yeah, they have like all kinds of parts. <laughs> Eric just and repair repair candies. <laughs> yeah. So okay, did we get did we get through that segment safely? Yeah, yeah, safely. And so Johnny yeah, Campbell. Um, I got a I got a so so we have a guy with the Sierra four fifty RX who's having overheating problems. And you told me Evans Corner was one thing, and you said there was a couple other things that the guy could do. Um I think he needs a heavier cap, radiator cap. He did this. Okay. Yeah, so that's so, the C four two point Okay. I think he needs I'm a hints and clutch guy, and, and I think he there's you're getting a lot of excess heat out of the clutch. Maybe it's rider, uh, rider abuse. Um, it's funny but, he he was not prepped on this uh, these uh, answers at all. So it's it's pretty funny that. Uh, but the clutch will make absolutely the most heat in in a situation where you're trail riding if, if you're abusing it too much, and so. Maybe gearing. I think gearing could help. If he lowers the gearing, um, and uh, but yeah, I think like a, a clutch that has less friction on the uh, basket and stuff could help. Um, what about oil? Does that make a difference? Yeah, oil makes a difference. Um, you know, you can. We use VP in most of our race bikes, but in some applications. I know a lot of guys that go to like a, a Rotella and even uh, remote tools works really well. So try some uh, try some different oils. And uh, I, I think he's, I think if he just gets off the clutch a little bit, honestly, that's going to be the biggest the biggest help. Yeah, I'm going to turn the idle up. Uh, 
Well, the mapping? Yeah, you can map the bike, you can turn idle up. There's all sorts of little things you can do to help this situation. Yeah, we mentioned gearing. But I think that's Pennsylvania. Yeah, so gearing, I, I'd say gear it lower. Um, but mapping can help you a lot. Um, Keeping the louvers clean. But uh, yeah, you don't want to make sure your radiators aren't You know, we had a lot, this show, we had a lot of hot talk on this show, by the way. Hot. Yeah, hot talk. Yeah. We're, we're cooling it down with the hot talk. Yeah. So it, when you're when you're going to put that fancy title up on the show, Matt, uh, remember that. Okay. Hot talk. So <laughs> that's getting hot. Yeah, I'd, I'd also be interested to, to know what type of exhaust system he has. And and is there like a spark arrestor or anything restricted? In yeah, he didn't say he didn't say anything. I mean, bike was basically brand new. It took the motor track, broke it in, went to a hair scramble, boiled all the water out of it, poured more water in, finished. And he says it's working fine. Yeah, and I said that's that's normal. I mean, well, and, then, and that that too, I think one of the big things that we learned when we first went back east was uh, keeping the radiators clean. You know, and so you have even if you have like a, a twin air makes like a mesh thing or something. Keep it from packing in the, the ends of the radiator. Right. Um, okay. So. Um, yeah, Rich, that's uh, the second round of answers for the question. Do we have anything else? Um, oh, I got a, I got a question here. Uh, RP asks, um, here it goes. Not sure if you guys read these or where to post questions to be potentially answered on upcoming shows. Well, evidently you found out where to put it because I've got it right here in my uh, hot little hands. So question number one, rimlocks, do you use them? If you use rimlocks, when, what conditions, tire pressures, etc. When would you not need to use rimlocks? I'm going to be using a KTM 500 EXTF as an adventure trail bike for stuff like BDRs and the Tour of Idaho, etc. etc. I don't have the experience to determine whether rimlocks are worth the effort. And a brief search of the internet and then YouTube regarding rimlocks just made me dumber. Well, welcome to my experience with the uh, the internet. I'm mostly dumber for, for it. That's why we have this show. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and the funny thing is your, your KTM 500 EXC comes with rimlocks in a bag. They don't actually come on the bike because they come with a, a you know, the, the, they come with a TKC 80 uh, tire. Oh, thank you there, Andrew. Um, it comes with a tire and they want the, the wheels to be balanced. Mm. So this is why you may be confused because your bike didn't come with them, but you should have a, a bag that has the rim locks in it. I pretty much, as long as I'm, if I'm not running mooses, and sometimes in mooses, I don't run rim locks. But other than that, I always, always have rim locks in my bike. And when I was desert racing, I had two in the rear. So... The rim lock holds the tire from slipping. And if you ever get a flat tire, if you're going to try to ride it at all, you sure the heck hope you have a rim lock. And uh, see you, Ricky. Rooster Endo. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it, it holds the tire in place, prevents it from slipping, which will tear the uh, the valve core off. Um, yeah, you should, you should have them on your bike, uh, always front and rear. Because if you're really good on the brakes, uh, you can slip the front tire as well. So that's the uh, that's the rimlock question. Um, and the reason they don't run them is for balance, for wheel balance and um, street application. Yeah, and street it might might make on the CR450L. 
No rim off, right? No rim loss. Yeah. Um, okay. So where was the other question? Somehow it's jacked up here. Um, there was question number two. Springs. The KTM 500 EXC comes stock with springs for a load range, according to the repair manual. Wait, you read it? <laughs> what are you doing? Listen to this show if you read a repair manual. Nobody ever does that. Okay. Of 165 to 187 pounds. I weigh 170 with riding gear, luggage, camping gear, etc. Wait, you wear your luggage and camping gear? I would be looking around 210 pounds loadout. Would you change out the springs first or dial up the preload and see how that goes? Is it absolutely critical to have the correct spring rate for your loadout? Is it better to be on the high end in terms of weight load out for a spring or on the low end? For example, if I load my bike is 185 pounds, is it better to have a spring rate for 165 to 187 pounds or the spring rate from 187 to 209 pounds? I know this is preference on how you want the bike to feel ride and it takes experiment, experimenting, but would you like your expert knowledge on what to do? Yeah, I would like my expert knowledge. If you recommend changing the springs, would you do just the shock spring or would you do both shock and force? Um, RP, here it goes. Just like his letter. Uh, so specifically to the KTM PDS bikes, which the EXC 500 is, the spring rate is pretty crucial. Actually, ride height is really getting, having the bike set up proper with the ride height, which is what we refer to as SAG, is pretty important. Now, how you achieve that, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to measure your SAG. And what you do is there's, there's, there's what we call a static SAG. It's the weight of just the bike. The bike's weight only on the spring. And so if you're going to load your bike, you would want to make sure it's loaded when you take this measurement. So it's it's just the load of the bike on the spring. And then you put yourself on the bike and, you know, get somebody to balance you and then find out where that ride height is. And there's a relation between those two. And if you have to have the spring cranked in so much that you don't have the right free sag. In other words, it's what we'll call it topped out in order to get the proper sag. That means the spring is too soft and the bike isn't going to work properly. And it makes a pretty big difference because then, especially on the PDS, it tends to ride a lot lower in the stroke and kind of have a, a really toppy out feel when it kind of comes unweighted. So it, it does make a difference. And the manual, since you have it, is really clear at explaining this. And the fact that they give those really specific weight ranges is kind of strange. But I understand that that's, they, they want to, you know, have it, the language in that thing, because it's mostly written by lawyers, uh, be very specific to where everything is at. And at, like he's talking about that 180 pounds with your stuff and then up to 200. You're right at the range of where a stiffer rear spring could, uh, you know, might be needed. But also, like you said, it's a preference thing. It's 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 kind of like how how it how you feel on the bike. So if you go through that the procedure I talked about, the free sag versus your 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 you know your static sag versus your sag with you on the bike, 
that's the um, that's kind of the telltale. And my kind of general rule of thumb, or kind of how I do it, is for every two rates I go up in the rear, I tend to go up one in the front. And this is just sort of a ballpark um, over the over the years. But it also depends on where you ride over the bike. I tend to ride a little bit more over the back. I would say, you know about that riding over the back. I probably had to do it to ride your bike. It probably forced me to do that. Um, and so, so for me, if I was up over the front more, then I would probably go up in an equal rate. But it's it's all personal preference. And I would say, kind of ride the bike a little bit and think about how it's working, and then decide. You know, you're sitting there. So we talked on our last show, Matt. Didn't we talk a lot about sag and and uh, Yes. And setting it and, and, you know, what you're trying to feel. So maybe that's what prompted this question um, from the last show, but hopefully that's. Uh, Typically static sag is more important than rider sag in my opinion, right? Because this isn't going to change. Yeah. So like Andrew's saying is like static sag, which is so on the KTMs, for instance, and it's really easy to kind of do it by using inches instead of millimeters. For, for some people. So it's like one inch. <laughs> Why are we laughing? Keep going. So, so, so it's like, it's just like, so one inch static sag, four inches with the rider on the bike. And then, and then it's basically 33 millimeters and then 100 millimeters if you're going to go metric. But those numbers, they don't, they're, they don't correlate exactly the same. But if you're just going to do it rough, that's the thing. You, you you googling it up? Yeah, we got we got it. We got somebody here. Where's George when he hit? Right? You be telling me. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, he was but anyways, huh? He yeah, was in there earlier. earlier, but I think uh, there's there's plenty of uh, you know the manual will tell you exactly where it should be. You know both uh, both static sagging with the with the rider on there. But okay, do you have any other ones? Maybe. Did the chat come alive or did everybody finally leave? Yeah. There's a couple. Dave Black. I ordered a Stark today. Probably threw away a hundred bucks. But as a hedge, if this is eighty percent of what they're claiming, it'll be awesome. Looking forward to making maps that feel both like a my three hundred XC and my Husky five oh one. Cool. You know about the start? See this electric bike yet? We need people stoked on bikes. Yeah, that's good. No, that's good. I mean, if it if it is actually eighty percent of what they claim, that would be a really good bike. Uh, but you know, I mean, if it gets this dude out riding, yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, uh, Dave, I David, David Black or what is that his name? Dave Black. 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 Yeah, he's he's the he's the his bike's in the garage. It's couched to that car. Oh yeah, he has that's a nice him. bike. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, throttle, throttle sticky. Oh, you've been sitting <laughs> on it, huh? Drive out of the restaurant. How do you not go buy a motorcycle and not turn the throttle? Minutes? Yeah, don't do that on my bike. Wearing out that, the no, my bikes have loose clutches, and if it's running, it'll take off. I know. <laughs> well, I'm very aware of that. Yeah, be careful. That's one of the downsides of this. Thing. So, um, yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, my mom told me if things sound too good to be true, truth, they're typically they, too good to be, to be true. true. And that was such a polish. You know what? You know what bothered me more than anything. You see how those their hair? They, those guys were styled up, and they 
They did looked, a good job. The, the video is well produced. Yeah. And it looked like it looked like they just it looked like they were getting on the Titanic in the movie. You know, they were just <laughs> it was it was kind of yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I want power to them, man. If they come out and blow everybody out of the water, that would be awesome. That'd be awesome. I'd want to ride it, but let's... we're gonna get to the tipping point where electric's gonna take over, and we're just like the old crotchety guys, like yeah. Ricky. Ricky needs to burn gas. Yeah, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> You're not gonna feel the vibration and the electric motorcycle. Yeah, I get where they're going with it. It's cool. They're gonna put a little speaker on it. It's gonna go ring, ring. Yeah. yeah, and if you could really ride this electric bike for six to eight hours trail riding, that would be cool. Sick. Because where you could go, yeah, yeah but I, I, I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, we're not sure about the range or power. Yeah. So okay, uh, anything else? Yes, Utah Desert Rider, can you explain the advantages or disadvantages regarding fat front tire versus skinny front tire on trail trials terrain? On on trials terrain, yeah, maybe like enduro. So like hard enduro trails terrain, yeah. Trails like trails. on trail riding, T R A T R I, yeah. T R trials. No, no. A I T R A I L S. Like that one guy earlier had the Shinko fat front. These are like really trendy with like people that go riding in the mountains. Yeah. Like on plated bikes. I feel like this is a trend. Like trail trail riding with the fat tires is a thing. Yeah. The 9100. So the fat tires. It's gone back and forth in motocross. And I know there was timing. Motocross guys will try anything if they think it's going to be faster. And there was, there was a time when they went for the fat tires and skinny and fat. And so it's a, it's a, personal it's a personal thing and it depends on the tire because like just like every tire the size can be you know one thing and it looks like something different so but there are the there are tires that are called fatty golden tire makes a fatty uh um Shinko, of course has one that's 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 kind of popular and then ken has them they and they, they have the same tire in both 8100 and 9100 or 80 or not what is it? 8100? Yeah. 8100, 9100? Because there's some that are 9090s. Yeah. Yeah. Dunlop, yeah. 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 So Dunlop makes a 99s. There's all different kinds of shapes and profiles. Uh, the, the, where I know the people that I've actually, we, when we, when I was doing King of the Motos, speaking of trials or whatever, um, the golden tire guy gave for our volunteer riders, he gave us a stack of front tires and they were these fatty front tires. And, Couple of the guys kind of looked down and went, eh, like that, but they ended up taking them. And every single one of those guys came back and they said, Man, that was the best tire I'd ever used. Um, and it what these guys weren't necessarily riding the hard trails, they were riding in the sand and it just gives it a little bit more float. Yeah, and float in the sand. It it does float a little bit more in the sand and and sometimes it has a little bit more cushion. Uh sometimes they're a little bit heavier and they feel more stable because of it. So it, it, there's there's a lot of different pros and cons to it. I find my biggest problem when you're in the mountains, like when you get into ruts and stuff, they tend to grab ruts quite a bit harder. Like they tread squirm. Yeah, yeah. And then and well, it depends on on where you're at on the tire. It depends on the tire. Yeah. And some of some of the fatty tires are made with softer compounds. Like for instance, I know some of the golden, the more extreme tires are. So you get a little bit of tread squirm and it was, I noticed it was more pronounced like Andrew was just saying. Um, there's different, different kinds of things, but it's a, 
it's it's worth trying. You know, the cool thing about a tire is if you don't like it, you just take it off. They're real personal. I yeah. feel like yeah. Once you find something that you like, you should stick with it. Yeah, stick with it until you're looking. You hear that somebody else has something that's better than you, and then try theirs. <laughs> and then go on the internet, and then go on the internet and tell everybody how it's the best thing ever. And then ask your questions on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Yeah, then help me answer these questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Uh, do we have anything else? I think that's. I think that's about it. Hey, let's yeah. let's talk about the valve dropping experience. I know Matt keeps trying to dodge this. Dodge is oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? we need another commercial break, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Commercial break until next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Very long. So Matt, Matt, Matt did he post? I don't like to post pictures of my own stuff that's gone wrong, but um, so we were out doing a little bit of rally riding, and I told Matt, "Yeah, you can take this KTM 500. It's a little bit ticky." And, and I don't know, like, this is kind of a new tick that, that I'm not super familiar with. I said, uh, so if it gets worse, you know, let me know. And sure enough, he pulled up next to me and he, he goes, does this sound worse? And I listened to it. And I'm like, yeah, that's worse. And it was good because Matt, although he knows how to push the buttons on this show. Um, Those are the only buttons. Not, not the most. Not the not the most uh, handy guy with the tools in the shop, right? Yeah, I, I don't really absorb all the good information that I hear on this show, mostly because I'm frantically pushing buttons. Right. Uh, so, anyways, I said, I said, Matt, you know how to get back. You know, we were probably 20, 20 miles from the truck or something, which was basically straight across this big giant valley and a big giant graded dirt road, straight there. And I'm like, you know how to get back? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nervous anyway. So he said, yeah, okay. And I said, just take it easy, ride slow. And the good thing was he didn't just get on the road and send it. He started riding back slow, but not necessarily on the big graded dirt road. He went a special way, I guess. So this is this is where my confusion came this, in because there was it. So you said you didn't say the main road. You said the power line road, and then there's a second set of power lines that started. And it looked like it was graded to go towards this other set of power lines. If I remember correctly, yeah, I remember a distinct trail that looked like the main road went with these other power lines. So I kind of like your road looks great. <laughs> like this, this, this road, well, we were on your road, but when this happened, oh, oh yeah. tricky Ricky. It was tricky Ricky. Oh, hey, that's a good road, book, dude. Sorry to confuse you, but I confused Jimmy quite a lot the first time we rode it. Okay, so yeah. anyways, you got on the road. So here's 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 to make a long story longer. So I'm riding back to the truck and I'm, I'm coming on the road book and I'm coming, you know, I have to go over that embankment to ride right into the bar uh, trail ends at a bar. Amazingly. So kind of came over this and, and I look, I look, I look about 200 yards down the road. And I see Matt standing on top of this hill on the embankment, just standing there. And I'm like, why is he standing there? And I know in my head, I know what it is. The bikes, I the, the bike had to be broken. I'm like, how did you get a ride all the way there? You know, I figured the bike's out in the desert someplace because I couldn't see it. It was down in the ravine. As I rode up, the bike bike wasn't working, and I went over and I'm like, well, what happened? He goes, well, it made a ticking noise. Oh, no, <laughs> I said it was, it sounded, it made a very loud sound, and then it sounded horrible after that. And I just shut the bike off. And I, you, no, I, no, I, you, I tried did, to start you, it did, you did not shut that bike off. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, 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 no. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. No, it was dying. It, it was stalling. And then I was like, oh, shit. But right when I was going for the kill switch, it died. I should clarify. <laughs> okay, so it shut, it shut down. It shut off when I was trying. To, I was like getting on the brakes. Yeah, so the valve, the basically, I'll, I'll tell, you, tell you what happened is the retainer clips popped out of the, from holding the valve. And then the valve was falling down and the piston was bouncing it back up and down in the head until it finally, it was probably when you were going at enough RPM, it didn't have enough time to fall all the way out. And then it finally snapped the head off the valve and then it, Right. fell out and, and and did some did some uh damage a little, yeah. little bit of damage but Absolutely. here here's here's where i just if you if you it, you were probably like within a minute or two of the truck and that was a thousand cut, feet from the truck if yeah. we could have cut yeah. the duration of that ride by three minutes that motor would not have grenaded no, no, it was, is, it would have been close, but it was, it would have been close, but it would still would be, I still wouldn't know where that tick noise was coming from. Right. I, 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 I've been looking for this. And so now I've got actually the, the, the other bike that's in the back of this truck makes up kind of a similar noise. And now I'm a little bit scared to ride it. So, uh, <laughs> but now we, so it, it was, it actually wore out the keepers on the valve. I've never seen this before. And I mean, I mean, maybe this is a KTM thing. But like I've never seen it on Hondas. I've got you know I have XRs that ran forever, but then they probably didn't rev that high and stuff. But anyways, uh, that's that's what that's what happened. And um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out about head repair, or buy new parts, or who knows. Anybody know anybody who does good head repair? Let me know. I have never had to have this done before. So but you need to rehold it. Rehold the head. No, it's going to have to have some parts welded and new valve guides and valve seats put into it. It's a full, full on. It's cheaper to buy a new head. Cheaper to buy a new yeah. head. You're yeah. here from the, from the source. Yeah. So maybe that's in Honda world. Have you seen how much KTM heads cost? Nope. How <laughs> much <laughs> new head cost? Uh, about seven, than a 700 bucks. The blowjobs out here are free. Oh. <laughs> what about? I was going to say, what's the perump head? Logan's pretty hard right now. Yeah, Logan, that's we're talking about the wind blowing off the, the desert. Yeah, the whistle going into your uh, RV. The whistle, yeah. Yep. And don't get confused with that term, whistle dick. Oh, <laughs> whistle dick. <laughs> oh. So, okay. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us tonight. Um, uh, tell your friends that they can uh, potentially... Get $100 from Takamoto. I'd like to thank Yamaha for bringing you this awesome show. Uh, sponsoring Andrew Short tonight, whose shoes almost blew off out in the desert because they're so lightweight. Um, let's see. Climb for uh, keeping me super warm while I'm riding today and then cool when it gets hot. And you matched today. And I matched. Wow. My, gears, my gear matched today. Uh, DDC Sprockets. Uh, Johnny Campbell Racing. Yeah, Ricky Brabeck, are you selling t-shirts for the Dakar? Americans are coming. Uh, I got some of those, but I'm working on some new stuff. Some new stuff? Tech was like next week, dude. Yeah. He has to wait to release all his stuff. I'm already done. Yeah. Follow follow Ricky on social media. Follow Andrew on social media. No, they won't share this show. Yeah, I already shared it, dude. But submit your videos, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Please submit videos. 
Why am I the only one doing Tech Talk Taco Tuesday video submission? We had a really good one. We had a really good one that he did tonight. I'll, I'm for sure it's going on the show next week, and you're going to have to top that yeah. one. So video submissions are always going to um, be a heads up. And then, you know, send a photo of the bike, too. Video submission, send a photo. Include your email so we can get, get to it. Um, tell us a little bit about the bike without a whole epic. And uh, that's it. Uh, Johnny Campbell, thanks again for coming in. Uh, Kendall Norman's no, not not with us at the moment. He's here in spirit. He's, he's a asleep. He's asleep. Yeah. Um, Last one awake for some I miss most of that. Yeah. Everybody everybody here is a little tired. We've been on the on the vendor schedule for a little bit, but it's uh, rally training one hundred and one. We're all gonna we're gonna go um, we're gonna go practice coloring road books tomorrow morning. So with that, uh, we will uh, see you out in the trail and uh, cheers. See you guys.